This is the Genre of Horror Film Review, a podcast for those who love scary cinema. Call me Screw Loose. I'm a writer, a filmmaker, and a horror fan. Welcome to the Genre of Horror Film Review. So I wanted to talk about Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. This film came out in 1994. It's based on the book with the same name by Anne Rice from 1976. It's directed by Neil Jordan and stars Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Kirsten Dunst, Christian Slater, and Antonio Banderas. This film came to mind because recently I had to go down to New Orleans for a friend's wedding and the bachelor party was going to be held on Bourbon Street, so... I flew into New Orleans. There was another guy coming about an hour behind me, so I ended up spending an hour in the airport so that my buddy didn't have to make multiple trips. But while I was in the airport, I found all these brochures for ghost tours, vampire stuff, cemetery tours, and voodoo shops, you know, all that kind of fun supernatural stuff that New Orleans has or is known for down there. And it reminded me of the movie Interview with the Vampire. So... I decided I wanted to watch that. I've seen it before. I've seen it when I was little. I'm 29 years old now, and I've probably seen it a handful of times throughout my life, but I wanted to watch it again and see if it was still as good as I remember and maybe talk about it on here. And so I did see it, and it was good. I watched it again, and it was good. So now we're going to talk about it. Um, First thing, I love how this film opens up. It opens up in modern day, which at the time would have been 1994, in San Francisco. The vampire, Louis played by Brad Pitt. He is in this apartment with a reporter, played by Christian Slater, and the first line is by the vampire, and he just goes, so you want me to tell you the story of my life? And I love how it just, like, it goes. They don't waste time beating around the bush, and with that opening line, you basically know what the film is about, and Christian Slater comes in. He doesn't yet know that that Brad Pitt is a vampire. He just thought that he was some interesting guy out and about, and what he does as a reporter is record who he thinks are interesting people in their kind of life story, which ends up saving his life. Very quickly after, Brad Pitt reveals that he's a vampire, and his plan was to actually kill this reporter, because he knew that he was looking at him and knew that he was following him, until the reporter basically opened up his mouth, which Brad Pitt says was probably lucky for both of us, um, opens his mouth and says, you know, I, I'm a reporter and I want to record your story, and Shortly after, Brad Pitt reveals himself as a vampire, and we get rolling into the uh, main story of the film. I do want to say that this film is shot beautifully. It has an amazing score that punches in at just the right times, whether it's you're supposed to feel the horror of the scene, or it's a love scene, so you're supposed to feel that, or happiness, or just the sadness of it, because there's a lot of tragedy going on in this film. But it just, it just, it's really kind of a beautiful film. I don't want to talk down about other horror films, but I'm going to call this horror film a highbrow horror film, because it's really trying to be that, just a good piece of cinema. It's a historical piece. It's a historical film taking place in the late 1700s and 1800s, and the sets and the wardrobe is amazing, whether it's the scenes in the uh, graveyards in New Orleans or when you get to the Vampire Theater in Paris. Everything just works so well, and that goes into I Am a Story Guy, and that goes into the story too. I think the story is well-crafted and essentially tells kind of the tragic 
it's really kind of a tragic story centering around Louis, the vampire, and kind of him trying to hold on to his humanity, only to eventually accepting what he is as a vampire and the hollowness of it all. There's also this balance I like in the story in the film. The film does a really good job about balancing these scenes that are meant to be beautiful with these scenes that are meant to be horrific. A real kind of like a yin and yang type thing because you will have scenes where like Louis watching his final sunrise before he becomes a vampire or towards the end of the film where he's finally able to see a sunrise again thanks to movies when he reaches the 21st century and compare that to a moment in the film where he seeks revenge on these vampires who have done him wrong and this scene is brutal and horrific and just that's really masterful being able to do both these beautiful scenes and then the horrific scenes and and yeah it's just masterful the main story itself is really the story of louis and his 200 years as a vampire his struggles with his morality of being a killer or being drawn to killing and also his journey to find a meaning for what he is and for me the best way to look at the story is kind of breaking breaking it down into thirds and his experiences with three characters. The first of these characters is Lestat, a vampire played by Tom Cruise, who is his creator. The next is the 10-year-old vampire Claudia, played by Kristen Dunst, who becomes his surrogate daughter. And the third, this mysterious 400-year-old vampire named Armand, played by Antonio Banderas, who Louis hopes will have the answers that he seeks that will let him know what his meaning is. The story picks up in 1791. At the time, Louis is a 24-year-old master of a large plantation just outside of New Orleans, and he is suicidal because he has recently lost his wife and daughter, infant daughter, to childbirth. This leads to a scene in a tavern where he is accused of cheating at cards. The person pulls a gun on him, and Louis antagonizes the guy, trying to get him to actually kill him because he wants a release from the burden which is life. This whole incident is witnessed by the vampire Lestat. Now, yeah, again, Lestat is played by Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is the top build actor in this movie. Like, if you look at any of the posters, it just says Tom Cruise, and the main poster is Tom Cruise's face. I was kind of curious about that because, you know, Brad Pitt's character is the main character of this movie, but Tom Cruise is definitely used as the main selling point. I guess I'm curious if this might have been early on in Brad Pitt's career where, you know, he might have been a little bit more unknown, I guess, which is kind of funny knowing who Brad Pitt is nowadays. My other idea, I guess, is that I haven't read all the Vampire Chronicle books, but my understanding of them is Lestat is kind of the big character, so maybe that also had something to do do with it. Who knows? But either way, so... Tom Cruise's Lestat, you know, witnesses this scene in the bar and something about it just is alluring to him and he decides that he wants Louis. He wants him as his companion. Lestat approaches Louis and offers him an opportunity to become a vampire and Louis accepts. Immediately, these two characters are at odds with each other as Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise plays Lestat very brilliantly. He gets to be the character with the most charisma and in many ways is the most interesting. He's also, in ways, he's kind of sadistic, almost like a serial killer might be, except for the fact that he points out to Louis, and the thing that puts them at odds is Louis is very conflicted about killing people. Tom Cruise, on the other hand, is trying to express to Louis that we are vampires, and this is our purpose. Like, if there's a food chain, our natural role on the food chain is to eat humans. And it really kind of leads Lou into this dilemma of morality as he 
can't bring himself to do that, at least not initially. A very uncomfortable example of this is a scene where Louis and Lestat are in a rented room with two prostitutes, and Lestat bites one of them. Well, he kills the first and then bites the other one fatally, and he tries to force Louis to kill her. He says, I'm not going to do it, so if you want to show this girl mercy, he's like, or we could just turn her into a vampire. Lestat also tortures the girl, trapping her in a coffin, and even trying to convince her that she's dead. Adding another layer of uncomfortability to the scene, because in many ways it's actually darkly funny, the way Lestat conducts himself and the way he talks, and as a viewer you have the urge to laugh, and the whole time you're kind of like, I feel like if I laugh I'm potentially evil myself, so fortunately I did not laugh, but I considered it. This all culminates in a moment where Louis considers leaving Lestat, and Lestat, unable to let that happen, or unwilling to let that happen, decides to... he decides to essentially have a kid with Louis. And this is the ten-year-old vampire, the second vampire that really shapes Louis's story, Claudia, again played by Kristen Dunst. Lestat basically gives Louis a kid so that he won't leave. Um, how this happens is, in a moment of weakness, you know, Louis bites this little girl. She was... her mother was taken by the plague. Lestat brings her back to their apartment and he transforms her into a vampire. So really, I mean, transforming somebody into a vampire, as the movie kind of shows, it's a two-step process. One, the vampire has to drain the person of all their blood, basically to the point of death, and then the person has to feed off the vampire's blood, and that's what turns them into a vampire. Louis does the draining, Lestat does the feeding of the new blood, and they conceive a child together. A vampire child given, but a child nonetheless, and it leads into, I mean, I'm not the first person who's going to point out that there's a lot of uh, homoerotic um, themes in this movie. For instance, Lestat desperately wants Louis as his companion, and he wants Louis to stay with him. Even after a bit in the movie where they have been separated for quite a long time, Lestat still holds out hope that Louis wants to be with him as essentially like a soulmate. Lestat makes references to how beautiful Louis is, and in addition, he also points out how in his prime, not even Louis could refuse him. And having a kid together just kind of adds that extra element to it. Now, Claudia is a very interesting character. Her whole story arc is her realization that I think it's about her 30-year mark as a vampire, she finally starts to realize that I am more or less a 40-year-old trapped in a 10-year-old's body, and I'm never going to grow up, and this leads to some pivotal problems. However, her biggest influence for me, at least as far as Louis' story goes, is her impact on Louis and Lestat. I mean, Louis is pretty simple. Louis is a pretty straightforward character throughout the movie. He's the good character who kind of keeps the straight and narrow. When Claudia finally shows up, um, she fills the role, she fills the depression that caused him to want to be a vampire in the first place, you know, the loss of his wife and the loss of his daughter. In ways, both of them have been kind of replaced. I mean, Lestat is definitely a defunctional wife if he is replacing his wife, but Lestat is filling that role, and Claudia is definitely filling in for the child that he never had, the infant child that died during childbirth. And it does bring Louis a sense of peace and a purpose, more or less. Somebody who needs him and something to, I don't know, 
something to fill his time with, something that makes him feel good. Despite the fact that at this point, with Claudia being there, you don't see Brad Pitt feeding on people hardly at all in the movie, but it is implied that he has started feeding on humans. Bigger impact on one of the characters is her impact on Lestat, because Lestat is very... I mean, again, like I referenced earlier, Lestat is definitely comfortable with his role as a vampire and his role feeding on humans and when he does it you know he can do it in almost a maybe an overly cruel way a toying manner however claudia definitely brings out louis references in the movie how he believes although lestat claims he creates claudia for louis that he also did it for himself that lestat was lonely and that there was a kinder side to lestat that he wanted filled as well when that is pointed out by Louis in the movie, it reminds you of other moments. Like, although Lestat is definitely cruel when he wants to be, he cares about Louis. For instance, the scene where Louis decides to, when he decides to burn down his plantation and burn down his house, Lestat shows up and says, perfect, you know, burn everything we own. And Louis says something along the lines of, you know, you thought you could have it all. Basically kind of pointing out that maybe Lestat's just there for the wealth that he provided him. Lestat responds, you know, shut up, Louis, and he saves him from the blaze because the blaze could have killed Louis. So that is another moment that once once Louis points out that, you know, Lestat has a loneliness that he's trying to feel, you do look back on other moments like that in the movie and realize that, you know, the Lestat character, all like despite all his evil tendencies, has good tendencies too, which, yeah, makes him a very kind of interesting dynamic character, at least in my point of view. Eventually, though, Louis and Claudia will break off from Lestat, and they travel the world trying to find other vampires, um, and find maybe even their origin for where they came from, because Lestat didn't have any answers for Louis, so Louis doesn't have any answers for Claudia, so the two are very eager to, yeah, find out what their existence is or hopefully means. They eventually find themselves in Paris, where they come across a coven of vampires. They run a theater where they are vampires pretending to be humans, putting on a play about being vampires. Uh, it's kind of funny because Kristen Dunn's character says that's very avant-garde in kind of a snooty manner. I, th I thought it was funny. But the importance of this coven of vampires is their leader, Armand. Louis meets this. He is extremely drawn to Armand, and Armand is extremely drawn to him. Uh, Louis mostly because Louis is hoping that Armand will have the answers that he seeks and hopefully give him some reassurance that, that vampires aren't just nothing. They're not just some horrible mistake of nature, essentially. Armand, however, I mean, Armand, however, does not give him the answer because he's unable to give him the answer that he wants. Um, Armand reveals that he's 400 years old and in all his time he has never encountered a vampire older than him. And as far as God goes, he doesn't know anything about God. And as far as the devil goes, he also doesn't know anything about the devil. However, what he is able to tell Louis, because Louis is drawn to Armand for his knowledge. Armand is drawn to Louis for a similar reason as Lestat. Armand wants Louis as his companion. Um, I think Armand kind of, uh, he says, Lestat must have wept when he uh, turned you turned you into a vampire. And Armand tells Louis, like, so he wasn't able to give him the answer for the question that he wanted, but as far as a meaning goes, he reveals to Louis that you are the link to the new age of vampires. You are a product of your time. He's like, you represent the fall. He's like, that's why you still reflect your life and your morality. 
And he's like, that's a link. It's a link that Armand wants because Armand also points out that when vampires become too old, they lose their link to, you know, the modern day world. And often that can lead to vampires becoming hollow and empty and eventually losing the will to live and dying. Louis takes this knowledge, I mean, Louis takes this knowledge despite the fact that it's not really what he wants, and he eventually breaks off from Armand and returns home. I'm going to jump into my closing comments here, and I just had this thought just now. I stressed earlier that the story of Louis can really be broken down into his relationship with three characters, but I also just kind of realized that each of those characters kind of represents a concept in Louis's life. Lestat really represented his battle with morality, and Claudia represented his battle of purpose, and then Armand referenced his battle for meaning. And all of these, Louis' story is essentially, it's essentially that, it's a battle of morality, purpose, and also meaning, and now I'm going on kind of a, uh, I'm fan-fictioning, or I'm making like a fan prediction of what I think actually happens to Louis, because I didn't read the books, which might let you know all I have is the movie in front of me. And the movie closes, and it closes, and he's in modern time. For me, the movie ends up being a bit of a tragedy, because Louis has accepted himself as a vampire, and he's also accepted the fact that he's empty, which... What Armand was saying about needing a link to the modern world, I think we're seeing the point of... Because in the scene, the reporter says, there has to be more to this story, and Louis says, but there isn't. Which to me, that line is a hint from him that he's at the end. That he is in modern time, he is no longer the modern vampire that Armand referenced him as, and he has no link to the modern day world, and he doesn't want one. I believe Louis is probably close to the end of his life. Um, thank you for listening. This is Screwloose, and you're listening to the Genre of Horror Film Review. 